Welcome to the Tummy Team Journey podcast, where we share how functional core rehab can actually change your life. We share the stories of clients and professionals who have done Tummy Team programs, and we share so much more than that. I'm Kelly Dean, physical therapist and founder of the Tummy Team. I'm passionate about helping people find profound healing beyond the physical healing, but also emotional healing to be strong and pain-free for the life they were meant to live. everybody. Welcome back to the Tummy Team Journey podcast. Um, This episode is going to be a really fun one for me. I am going to be doing this episode with my daughter, Katie Dean. She is uh, my middle child and my oldest daughter. And this is part of our series that we're doing um, about embracing the new and specifically the theme has been the focus that comes with turning 50. Um, This year is my 50th birthday and we've done a couple of other episodes where we talk about um, that part of my journey. And me and Katie have been talking about some things that would be really fun, I think would make a fun podcast. And um, essentially we've been really talking about how my journey to heal my core influenced or impacted her childhood or her you know, how it influenced her. Um, And I think that that's a lot of you guys listening. Well, I'm sure I have people from all different stages of life, but seems like we do work with a lot of women that have young children. And it can be really easy for us to be thinking that we don't have time to take care of ourselves or we don't we don't, I don't know if we even consciously think that. I think we just get busy doing all the mom stuff and um, we put our, our needs last on the list until things are not so great. And so I think it's kind of going to be interesting to hear Katie's point of view of um, living this journey with me. And I wanted to introduce you to her. Hi, Katie. Hi. So <laughs> Katie is currently just turned 18. Yeah. And she's a senior in high school and um, has a bird's eye view of, or a close-up view of what the tummy team really looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is, what's interesting is, I was thinking back to when, when I started understanding about diastasis and how old you were, mm-hmm. because Izzy, her, my youngest, her little sister, was about 18 months when I first understood what was going on in my body. So that would make you about seven years old at the time. Yeah. I I have this uh, distinct memory of being, we have like this upstairs, we called it the big room, but it's just that big space. We had a computer in there mm-hmm. and I remember it was kind of dark in there and I was hanging out with you and you were hanging out and you saw this video about diastasis mm-hmm. and about instead of using surgery, but using like physical therapy mm-hmm. and you started crying and I remember being like, why are you crying? And you were, you, you kind of explained it to me and I didn't fully, un- I didn't understand it at mm-hmm. the time, but I knew it had something to do with, you felt really like something was wrong and like you figured out a way to fix it mm. or work on it. That's interesting. Cause like, I always wonder, like, I think that I, I know how I felt, how my body felt before, um, I even had a diagnosis of diastasis Mm -hmm. recti and I know how motherhood, you know, was really like becoming a mom was really hard. We had a lot of miscarriages. There was a lot of fertility struggles, a lot of ups and downs. Um, and so I remember that season, um, as feeling very weak and broken and just kind of in a survival mode and in kind of this roller coaster of joys and devastating losses. And I always wonder like what you remember of that time, because I think when I talk to you guys, most of what you guys remember is a strong, confident mom. Yeah. I honestly, when I think about that point in my life, like before that, I I don't remember you a whole lot. I remember like cleaning the house with grandma Mm -hmm. and um, I remember like arguing with Jack 
really pushing his buttons <laughs> and you guys sometimes yelling at us for fighting. Uh-huh. And I remember when Izzy was born and like the process of Izzy and then we got like a new dog. It was like our first inside dog. Uh-huh. I remember all that, but I don't really remember like anything about you in particular. I remember you, you were really into like uh, triathlons <laughs> and like you would walk you would walk. No, it was a marathons. Marathons. I, I I did. Oh, I was training for the girlfriends half marathon mm-hmm. with my girlfriends, and, and we and would, you would walk this track, and I would play on the. I would either sit in this like big stroller that you had, uh-huh. or I would um like play in the, and um, the playground. So playground. so I remember that you were definitely trying to figure things out, but you were never like confident in like my body feels. I just, I, I don't really remember that being right. something that you ever really talked about. Well, you were little, but yeah. I, it's funny because me and a, a group of girlfriends, actually the group of girlfriends that were at the birthday party when I realized that diastasis was not just my issue, but pretty much Every, all these women's yeah. issue, these same group of girlfriends, we were doing a, we were training for a girlfriend's half marathon. I'm not a runner. I think I've made that very clear. <laughs> But I was desperate to feel better and look better. And I felt like, okay, well, running is something. And we had you kids and we would we would go to tracks and, and have the bigger kids watch the littler kids while we would run on the track together. Like we did these creative ways to, to go for a run when we had a bunch of kids. Um, and it's funny you remember that because right after that Girlfriend's Half Marathon, um, I really powered through it. And after that is when my body really fell apart. Mm -hmm. That's when I started wetting my pants. That's when I started um, having back pain. That's when my stomach started looking more and more pregnant. I think some of that is because I had dropped a lot of extra weight, but my stomach didn't change. And my body was braced now that I know what I know. I was bracing with my stomach for the impact of running. So I was pushing out on my tummy and not knowing. And that pushing out was pushing down on my pelvic floor. I didn't know any of this at the time. I thought I was doing all the right things. And then I couldn't run. I I just couldn't keep running because it hurt so bad. So my next step was I started doing Julian um, Michael's like shred it videos, like exercise videos. Cause I started doing that, but there was a lot of jumping and jumping jacks and that was a mess. And that's when I really started like feeling like I was really falling apart. And that's when aunt Laura told me about diastasis. Yeah. And then I went on that journey to kind of go, okay, I, I thought I was going to have to have a surgery and I started saving for the surgery. And then I, I ran I ran across some information from a girlfriend about Julie Tupler mm-hmm. and Julie Tupler had said, you know, you can fix this without surgery. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to believe. And so do you remember when I went to New York? Yeah. I remember when you went to New York and you described, you had like dinner at her place or you went and saw her, you talked to her, mm-hmm. you described it to me. And I remember, like, I remember the memory of like listening to you talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a course um, that Julie was doing at the time because I was like trying to figure out um, not actually to go into business doing this, but I just wanted to understand what I was really doing from a physical therapy standpoint Mm -hmm. because it seemed like a little too good to be true that you could just do a couple exercises and heal this condition that everybody told me was only treatable by surgery and everybody told me um, that would never get better and that was having such catastrophic side effects on my whole body. Like mm-hmm. at that time, I didn't know that it was all connected. Um, I seriously just didn't want to look pregnant anymore. Um, but I think that I started, I started down that journey. And at the time, this was, you know, uh, 11, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, there was really... Julie Tupler was the person doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And she she really um, made me look at things very differently. And um, yeah, and so, so a big part of what I thought for you guys was I was really wondering how much you remembered of me in that state because so much of what you guys describe when you talk about me to your friends and when we talk about stuff is kind of the 
passionate, strong, confident person that I am now, right? Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team. Yeah, your sister used to. So Izzy, one time I went to volunteer at her school and Izzy introduced me to all her classmates and her teachers. This is Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, or you could just call me Kelly. (laughs) I I have this uh, best friend and I remember um, you, you were on the news. Oh, yeah. And I remember, like, going and telling her, like, my mom's famous. Which <laughs> 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 is, uh, my, my idea of fame was you were on TV. Yeah. Not uh, really the reality of uh, fame, at, you know. But as a kid, that was a really big deal for me. Yeah, I had, that was and, pretty early on. <laughs> I, one of my clients had recovered from twins, and she was on the local morning show in Portland. Mm-hmm. And she did um, a two, two series things with me um, on that local morning show um, early on with the Tummy Team. And, and yeah. 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 So when we... So kind of one of the things that I think is um, interesting or I, I wonder about, one of the things I say to my clients a lot is that our kids... Our kids are more influenced or, or at least equally influenced by how we live our life, mm-hmm. what we do, mm-hmm. than what we say. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there are so many times when you tell me stuff and I, just because you're telling me it, I don't even pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. But when I actually, like, see you doing things, mm-hmm. it, it, like, I, I pick up on that a lot more. Um, yeah. Even just, like, with chores, you mm-hmm. know? Like, I didn't really see you doing chores until I got old enough. And then I remember seeing you doing chores, and I was like, oh, like, mom does chores. She doesn't ask about chores that need to get done. She does them. And then I started doing that more. You still have to ask me to do chores. But, yeah, you know, there's a lot of times where that just kind of became natural just because I, like, watched you. Mm-hmm. And you watch me stretch. Yeah. And you and, watch and, me swim. Yeah. And every time I'm like, hey, this hurts. What, what's a stretch I can do to fix it? <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Right. And, and um, you know, when I turned 40, which was about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I did this uh, 40 and fearless thing. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember that. And, um, and what ha- what coincided a little bit was that I had... And I can see it clearly in in hindsight, but I had recently regained a certain amount of strength and confidence and connection to my body. Mm-hmm. And I had this newfound awareness of how many things I had been not doing because I was afraid. Because mm-hmm. I was afraid I was going to hurt myself or I was afraid I was going to embarrass myself mm-hmm. or I was afraid I, you know, who knows what... It was all kinds of fears. And so I, um, I think I had this time where I realized I could see how much I had been sitting out on life when my core was broken, that when I got it back, I started to do stuff like, mm-hmm. you know, go zip lining because I was scared of mm-hmm. heights and um, like swim under random rocks in the middle of like rivers just yes. because you could yeah I saw this I saw this space underneath this rock and I was like I bet you I could get down and go under that and come out the other side and yeah. and I had to use your little goggles uh-huh. and, and then do you remember like a bunch of the little kids did it uh-huh and uh, then like, we got Izzy, the whole Izzy followed you I didn't do it because I'm smart but <laughs> but like I would I would I went cliff jumping mm-hmm. um I just and and I wasn't I wasn't just fearless. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys knew I was afraid and I was making a choice to do it. Mm-hmm. And then there was other things that I wanted to do. Um, like I went, I took surfing lessons, mm-hmm. right? And because I wanted to learn how to surf and um, just different things. And I feel like, you know, those things that you watched me do, I, I remember including you guys in the process mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. 
And you guys I, were my like I'm, little cheerleaders. I know. I'm still all for the not the indoor skydiving, the actual skydiving experience. I would totally do that with you, by the way. Uh-huh. I'm terrified of that, but uh-huh. I really want to. Uh-huh. But yeah. we'll yeah. see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I I think I'm no longer 40 and fearless. I am <laughs> 50 and focused, which uh, my focus might not be on hurting myself jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> but, but there are times when I think, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder, um, th- there's something you say, do you remember how you will tell people, or you can tell when I'm talking about what I do? Oh, yes. So I remember distinctly like the moment when I realized, like you have a voice in particular, like when you're recording. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I will record you for like a school project or something and like your posture changes and your voice changes. <laughs> I get and, into Kelly Dean from the tummy team persona. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, wait, what, what is happening right now? Like, I just asked you about why we're Italian. Like, yeah, you know, but I, there's also like, um, I remember we were at a soccer game and I, I walked to the car to get something. So it was across this like huge field and as I turned back to head back to you, like some other parent started talking to you and I could tell you were talking about the tummy team because- Or you, some kind of physical so, therapy. Some kind of physical therapy. You were like standing up really straight. Your hands move in this very specific, like you only gesture this way, like when you're talking about physical therapy and your voice changes <laughs> and you get louder, you like project. So I could hear you all the way across. <laughs> And so I walked over and I was like, were you talking about physical therapy? And you're like, yeah, how did you know? And I was like, you have a whole different, like. And I try not to talk about it in, in like random things. So, so your dad would say like, if we were, (laughs) oh, this is funny. (laughs) If we're going to like his work Christmas party or something, he would say in the car, he's like, is there a way that you could not tell people what you do? Because I don't really want the whole night to be about you checking people's diastasis in some back bedroom somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to to talk about this tonight. Like, I would rather just go and have this, you know, this is not my o- only identity. But it's but one it's of those things. But it's just a common thing. But... When people ask what you do, they're fascinated about it. Yeah. And then they ask the next question. I can't not tell them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I was so, so... My husband works in IT, and so let me just tell you, what would be the other topics at the Christmas party, like with yeah. a bunch of IT guys? Yeah. Not, not, not exciting stuff. So, no. you know, I don't think talking about diastasis is the worst thing that could no. happen in that scenario. Definitely not. <laughs> but people do, like, there will be times where we'll be at, like, some sort of family gathering, and I'll come in, and I'll come in to you having a conversation about personal topics mm-hmm. about people's health pelvic floor and <laughs> issues other and like okay intestinal tract function <laughs> i don't need to be here for this um <laughs> do you remember do you remember when we first uh brought the squatty potty into the house yeah jack jack felt very weird about it yeah i i remember liking it because the squatty potty commercial is hilarious uh-huh it's hilarious it is funny and and you were at the age where you kind of needed the support on yeah, the toilet no, i was really i had some lactose issues when i was younger so the squatty potty was a lifesaver for me yes for a while and eventually eventually your brother embraced it too yes. and uh yeah it's it's but i'll <laughs> i remember him i remember him and maybe i think you were here for this part i remember when we had it and uh, the first thing and I, I went into the spiel about how there were no toilets in the Garden mm-hmm. of Eden that we squatted to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and that this is a supported squat. And he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to videotape you telling this. And I was like, no, no, because <laughs> I don't know where that videotape's going to go. Um, definitely you were a lot of human body stuff was normalized for you. Yeah. And uh, I definitely, like, have a, a interest in women's health in general. It's always been something that I'm weirdly into. Uh, and so that works out perfectly with you being my mom. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, there are times where I would catch Katie uh, telling younger kids stuff about 
their bodies that I'm like, this is not your place. You, you're not, you're not doing the sex ed talk with these kids. No, 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 no. And, and it was just so normalized for you that, but girls have vaginas. Yeah. Super normal for you. And I'm like, but I don't know where these kids are at and what they've been told. I'm like, this is, this is not what we're doing here. Um, but it was so, so normalized. Um, I know that we talked before doing this podcast that you had some questions or some thoughts. Yeah, um, I, I do. Uh, I know a lot because you work a lot of like prenatal stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really have no idea what happens after you give birth. Right. <laughs> lots of stuff about how to get the baby out. Yeah, lots of stuff about, you know, carrying the baby and the alignment. Preparing your body before the baby even before, like, having a baby in your tummy, and then mm-hmm. having the baby in your tummy, all that work, and then getting yeah. the te- the baby out of your tummy, but, um, or your womb, but <laughs> I don't really know what happens after that. Like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> well, and that, I think that's the big thing, is there's so much focus on... They never cover any of that in, in sex ed in health or anything no they all talk all about and even just in prenatal care it's all about pregnancy Mm -hmm. and the birth Mm -hmm. um and there's not a lot um of education out there a lot of information out there Mm -hmm. about what they call the fourth trimester Mm -hmm. like you know that last like how do you recover from this baby coming out of your vagina Um, and all of the hormones that shift and all of that stuff. And so I think that that's the biggest thing that, um, most of us don't know about, Mm -hmm. you know, we just kind of think that you just bounce back and you power through and, and honestly, so much of your attention, which I think it's designed somewhat this way so that babies survive is (laughs) that your brain shifts to think, what does the baby need? What does Mm -hmm. the baby need? And you can kind of function on a little bit of adrenaline and you know lack of sleep and mama hormones to just keep the baby alive Mm -hmm. and I feel like there's a way to for the mom us moms to heal and strengthen while keeping the baby alive yeah you know and I think that you know, as you can imagine, the, the, your vagina stretched out, your belly stretched out, mm-hmm. and now you've shifted gears and you're in full force, you know, breastfeeding mode or baby care mode. Mm-hmm. And how do you even, you know, short of feeling forced to start exercising again, mm-hmm. how do you fix that? And I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, it's, it's, easier and harder in some ways than people think but a lot of it is about our posture Mm. a lot and 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 as she sits up (laughs) that's another thing that's really common in our household is uh posture (laughs) i have very bad posture but i get i don't have very bad posture you actually have great posture in certain things and then when you're tired your posture really falters and you don't see how your posture is causing some of your other problems yeah or right. I do see and I choose to ignore because I'm young and I can. Yeah. But but <laughs> then as soon as you can't, you will know what you need to do. But, yeah. But that's the thing is people don't recognize that um, even birth recovery mm-hmm. is a lot about setting up the environments to support mom's posture because the muscles of the core and the muscles of the pelvic floor are postural muscles. Mm-hmm. But if they're put in positions where they're constantly put in a stretched um, position, Mm -hmm. then they stay in a stretch position. So they don't have the opportunity. So instead of thinking of, Oh, they need to do these exercises. It, you know, there might be some exercises in this to wake up muscles and reconnect muscles, but a lot of it is just creating the right environment. And that's why, like, that's why I'm kind of like, I'm a little slack on you guys about like, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't hound you about every poor posture that you sit yeah, in. Yeah, and you you also don't, like, forbid me from doing sit-ups at school. You no. know, I, I have to to get a grade in my passing, my yeah, fitness Yeah, I could write you an excuse for that, but I don't. And you, you know. did gymnastics, yeah. and I, I knew there were sit-ups and crunches and mm-hmm. stuff there. But it's a lot of, like, understanding having you guys understand and creating as many opportunities like when they when you are not feeling great the first thing I say is 
let's set up that spot where Mm -hmm. you're reading a little bit more supportive. Let's set up your computer space a little bit more supportive. Mm -hmm. Let's look at where, how you're sitting in your car and get Mm -hmm. that more supportive. And honestly, it's just, you, you kids are just like, are just like my clients. A lot of times clients are like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to worry about that. That's too much to change until they start hurting Mm -hmm. until they're ready for something. And then you guys know you've watched me do stuff. You want, you know where to come when you're ready for those answers. Your brother used to throw that back support out of my car. Every time he got in, he, because he wanted to sit like a slumpy dumpy in the car and then he started working and the counter's too low for him because he's so tall and his back started hurting. And then he's like, mom, can I get one of those back supports for my car? <laughs> and, you know, and, and how do I do this? You know, he when he got to a point where he couldn't just bounce back and he was not feeling comfortable, I think one of the best things that you guys have learned from from me and from the work that I do is what pain means. Yeah. And not to not to ignore it. Yeah, for sure. And um, also, like, realizing, like, pain isn't always, like, a long-lasting thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, oh, my gosh, I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like sometimes, like, I know kids personally who can overreact about pain and a lot of kids who just completely ignore their pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of baffling to me because a lot of pain is really easy to fix. Mm-hmm. You know, I bring a lot of my friends to you. <laughs> A, a lot of my friends, uh, I'm like, oh, and, and I, I'm kind of able to be like, oh, you have this pain when you're having sharp breaths and this, you probably have a rib out of place. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of people don't know that you can have ribs out of place. Mm-hmm. And it's not that uncommon. Um, and it's interesting how much you guys will, not just you, but your brother mm-hmm. too, will bring your friends to me mm-hmm. before you would come to me. Mm-hmm. But then once your friends get better, you actually employ what I told the friends to yeah. do. And and this is the thing I just want people to hear is that even though I am Kelly Dean from the Tummy <laughs> Team, my own kids don't always do everything that they could or should or the best case. And I'm not like a crazy Nazi about no, it. No, you're not. I really want to I, – I feel like how I stand – encourages you guys to stand with better posture how I sit encourages you guys to sit with better posture and how I live encourages you guys to use these strategies when you guys experience pain you know that this is your body telling you something's wrong and asking for a tool to fix it and if you don't already know the tool you know that I probably will have a tool for that or that there even that there is a tool yes you know that can be applied to me I think also like with a lot of my friends they just don't have like, they, they bring up pain and they, like, their parents have ignored pain their mm-hmm. whole lives. And their grandparents have ignored pain their whole lives. Yeah. So no one even listens to them or gives them solutions. Right. And I think that's... And we don't ignore pain around here. Yeah, we don't ignore pain around here. We're like, oh, you're in pain. This is what, it, you know, we, right. we get started on it. And, um, and you guys are so young <laughs> that I can do a couple things and usually your pain is just gone. And then sometimes you maintain what I gave you and sometimes you don't because you're in that stage where your body just bounces back. Mm-hmm. But you also know like there are certain things that you have to keep doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that's, you know, I think that that's been good for me to see, especially as yeah. you guys get older and... um and I don't feel like I've had to be real preachy. I mean, there are times if you bring up the same thing over and over again, and I know that you have not done anything to change how you're sitting in front of the computer, I am going to say, until you change how you're sitting in front of your computer, none of this is going to change. Yeah. I can't make up a new strategy when you haven't done the old strategy. Yes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but more about you okay when you were when you were a mom something you when say, I was a mom when, when you were a mom when we were like younger uh-huh. and you don't say this as much now but you used to say this all the time especially when Jack was still in the house that everyone wanted a little piece of you <laughs> everyone wanted a little piece of you and you would spend, everybody wants a piece of mama yeah you'd spend a time certain amount of time with every one of us um and if we didn't it was never quite enough because you spent more other time with other people and we mm-hmm. wanted all that time for ourselves. <laughs> um, but you, you 
always, I, you prioritized taking time for yourself as well. And, um, I, I do remember some of that. Mm-hmm. Like you would go and kind of journal mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And you always, you've swam for a really long time, but I, did you feel bad prioritizing yourself? Like how, how did you set it up so that we didn't even question you prioritizing yourself? Yeah. Well, I think, I think that that, um, that wasn't always the case. Mm-hmm. I think at first, um, it, it had, it turned into a necessity because I was hurting so bad that I had to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think it comes back to that thing that I told you about that fearless forties is like yeah. once I, there was this thing that clicked um, emotionally and mentally in me once I got to a certain place of healing with my core mm-hmm. where my diastasis wasn't so severe and my pain wasn't dominating my decisions, mm-hmm. wasn't dominating. Like I can either do this or I can do that or I can sit here or I can sit there. You know, like I didn't even realize how much it was it was dominating things. So once that was relieved, it released I mm-hmm. kind of felt like I had a new lease on life and I didn't want to waste it. Yeah. And I started realizing, oh, well, you know, I I also started to kind of practice what I preach. I would I would talk to my clients and talk about how our body is a use it or lose it system. Mm-hmm. You have to use it or you lose it. And mm-hmm. how your body needs a certain amount of physical strength to have emotional strength and a certain amount of emotional strength to have physical strength. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I started to actually apply that to my life. And I think that returning to swimming was a big thing. Mm-hmm. And I waited till, till your sister was your young, the youngest Izzy was in kindergarten before I went back yeah. to swim. So I would swim when she was at school. Um, but then I started, there were times where I would bring you guys to the pool Yeah, I remember. and you would sit on the side and play on your iPad or read a book while I swam. Okay. And, um, and I remember how many times do I sit on the sideline while you did gymnastics yep. or sit on the sideline while Izzy did, you know, karate yeah, and or soccer. And we would even choose to come with you to swimming Yeah, in, on su- in summers. Yeah, in the summer you would come yeah. um, and sit on the bleachers while yeah. I swam. And, um, and it was kind of, it was like, you guys have things you like to do and mom mm-hmm. has things she likes to do and we're a family. So I sit and watch your sports and you can sit and watch my sports. Yeah. And they didn't really watch my sport because swimming is not much of a spectator yeah. sport. But you would come and, and it just became yeah what we did. And honestly, like you taking time for yourself and noticing your own needs and prioritizing that for yourself. Like that's one of my favorite things that I've learned from you or gotten from you mm-hmm. um, is taking time for yourself. But also, like, part of the reason you do that is so that you have more to give. Yeah, you know? for sure. We ha- you know, we all laugh about that shirt that I wear that, <laughs> you know, swimming burns off the crazy. Uh-huh. And dad always says, you don't swim enough because mm-hmm. I got too much crazy. Um, <laughs> but it is. Like, you guys know that I need to go swim. Yeah. Or, you know, like, the other thing is I've included you guys in some of the things that fuel my heart and our self-care, mm-hmm. like paddleboarding. Yeah. You guys went out on the paddleboards when you were could yeah. barely swim. You were I mean, out on the paddleboards. I we swam with you all the time. Like, mm-hmm. when we were kids, like, in the summer, we'd go swim with you. Yeah. And you, like we at youth group like you you're out there you're playing the sand volleyball you know with <laughs> yep. all the kids yeah and it's it's fun it's um I am always someone who doesn't participate a whole lot in mm. stuff like that uh and it's easier to when you do yeah so. and just to be clear I'm not good at all those sports no you're not <laughs> and that, that's part of why it's easier for me to join you because I'm I'm not good at I do it to be a part of to be a part of the world of you guys yeah. and the kids at youth group. Um, and, and it, but it also helps me to realize like, I want to be, to ma- be able to make the choice to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to make sure that we talked about was um, body image oh, and, yes. but, and, and aesthetics, because a lot of times this type of work that I do can be 
distorted Mm -hmm. into being focused on being really skinny or Mm -hmm. having a perfectly flat tummy or some kind of aesthetics. And um, what has been your perception of the work I do? Well, it's never been that. (laughs) I I have done a good job. Yes. Um, The way that you, well, I remember like as a kid, like going on your phone and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the your your pictures of yourself that you show of like your tummy, mm. you know, those were never like beautified, you know. No. <laughs> it was it was your actual tummy yeah. recovering, and um, it it never seemed like it was about that. Like I do think that there's a certain amount of like you feel better, so you look better because mm-hmm. you feel better, right? You know, but it was never about losing weight mm-hmm. or anything. Um, it was about feeling better yeah. and, and you, there's been a lot of times where as every teen girl does, mm-hmm. I had breakdowns about my own body image. Um, or just like I tried on, there's this one time I tried on every single piece of clothing in my out, in my closet. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just, nothing fit right. Nothing mm-hmm. looked right. Mm-hmm. I just remember like crying on my closet floor. You came in and you're like, we have to go in 10 minutes. What is wrong? What is happening? You know? And, and the way that you talked to me wasn't like oh, like, you're, you're beautiful, like, all this stuff, you're, like, your body works, like, mm-hmm. yep, your body works, you can do stuff, like, mm-hmm. th- this is good, that's what your body is for, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it's never been about that, it's a bit, uh, always been about your body working. Yeah, and, and I think finding beauty in all the different shapes and sizes, yeah. you know, like, I, I think that, um, you know, I obviously, I was very lean when I was a teenager. Um, mm-hmm. I was very kind of flat chested and, and swimmer body, broad shoulders, um, very lean. Mm-hmm. I became very curvy mm-hmm. when I had kids and um, my body totally transformed. Um, and I've, even when I was lean, I was never scared skinny. I was always kind of, you know, really, um, muscular Mm -hmm. and strong. Um, so I, I feel like the confidence in being able to hold those different body types and still hold myself strong. Um, I think that, you know, that's what I wanted you guys to see is that it's, it, you're going to have different times in your Mm -hmm. life when your body, I mean, you, you hit puberty hard. I know. I was six I months. Was you small went from like and flat a and I little girl to like very curvy. Yeah, now. full but on woman in six yes. months. It was like there was crazy. The, there was some chaos about that that change <laughs> at first. Yes, but I really like it now. Yeah, and you know I'm really I I think I would be more concerned if I felt like I was really weak. But mm. when we move, we do a lot of moving and helping people moving. We've moved several times the past couple of years. We've helped a lot of people move. Yeah. And I can carry the, the heavy furniture with everyone yeah. else. Very and, strong. And uh, when we're on the beach, I do handstands. I walk on my hands. I do cartwheels. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm flexible. I'm strong. I, even with my, like, skinnier friends mm-hmm. or uh, in my body works class, like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm really strong. So I feel like, yep. you know. That's what I, you, I'm healthy. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's what you got. Yeah, and and I mean, not to say that we don't all struggle with our body image. Yes. I feel like um, I I feel a win that you have been able to embrace, you know, the womanly changes of yes. your body, and um, yeah. Do you feel like um, I know that you? How, how this is something I'm curious about. <laughs> how do you, what do you guys say to your friends about what I do? Because sometimes I hear dad tell uh-huh. people what I do. I'm like, oh gosh, well, that's dad, not really what I do. That is dad. Yeah, dad <laughs> likes to play jokes. Okay, well, I do about have, me filming myself on the internet and selling it. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, yeah. yeah. I so it depends. It depends a lot on my friends. Mm-hmm. Which friends? I have a lot of friends who have a lot of back issues. Mm-hmm. have a lot of uh pains and stuff and mm-hmm. usually then what I describe what you do to them is that you work on pelvic floor 
and back and stomach and core problems. Like you're mm-hmm. a core physical therapist. Right. That's what you do. And uh, sometimes I will just throw in that you do like a lot of pre prenatal postpartum. and postpartum yeah. stuff. Like uh, with pregnant women. You work with pregnant women a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and That's but, not too far off. Yeah. But... I also have a surprising amount of adult women friends. <laughs> um, Katie, and, Katie has a lot of mom friends. Yes, I do. And even just like a couple weeks ago, I work at the papermaker preschool at my high school. And uh, on Wednesdays, the kids aren't there. So we're just doing little, we're like setting up crafts for their math stations and stuff mm-hmm. with the adults. And I was talking about this podcast episode and about what you do and questions I should ask and um, I got to talking about these two two moms about diastasis recti. One of them knew what it was because her sister had to get surgery for it. And one of them didn't know what it was, but she has it. Mm-hmm. Um, now solid, she's obsessed. Yeah, so like stalking three, you. Three uh, inches, you mm-hmm. know, with her fingers. And mm-hmm. like we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I explained what it was and what causes it and, you know, all this stuff. And we talked about all these things. And she was like, I feel like my guts are falling out. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's a common feeling. Yeah, and um, now she's she's been listening to your podcast, and yeah. so it it depends how in depth that goes. Really depends on the person I'm talking to. Right. Okay, you're not too far off yeah. about what I do. Sometimes they think that you can like help if they have like a broken bone or something. Yeah. No. You can help. I'm like she's great with like sprained ankles, sprained <laughs> sprained wrists. Yeah. You know, there are some parts of my. Of my physical therapy. Uh, Basic training. Yeah. There's some parts of my my um, expertise that are better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember when... So we have, I have a couple more questions. I think mm-hmm. we'll wrap up. But so when, when we had the clinic, mm-hmm. you guys, uh, one of my things was I really wanted the clinic to be uh, an extension of our home yeah. somewhat. We had a place for you guys to go and do your homework and... Mm-hmm hang out after school or in the or kitchen that we with, always stole chocolate from. Yeah. And like, there was like a little beanbag yeah. room that you guys would hang out in, like on like days that were like a school holiday or an in-service day, but I still had clients. Yeah. So you were kind of in, mm-hmm. in the clinic. What was your, how did the atmosphere of the clinic impact you? I, I enjoyed being at your clinic a lot. Um, I, First of all, I was always close with all the women who worked there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of extra mamas. Yes. But I remember, like, going in and painting everything. That's when I really, like, for a while I wanted to be, like, a home mm-hmm. and interior designer. And mm-hmm. we, like, designed your whole office together. I mm-hmm. remember doing that. I remember, like, I loved the wall that was, like, it had all the sayings that you no, say. All like, the truth. The truth um, wall. Or Kelly-isms. Long is what lean, my- yeah, long, lean, and lifted. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Um, you know, I I liked that you had all that. None of it was ever like before and after pictures mm. or, um, you know, how much weight someone lost mm-hmm. or anything like that. It was all like inspirational stories mm-hmm. or or even just like like we're gonna we're gonna meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's gonna this is okay. Felt really it's a, it was a really supportive. Um, comforting space atmosphere yeah Yeah. when I started working from home Mm -hmm. exclusively um during COVID Mm -hmm. and you were also working from home during (laughs) online school I don't know how much I was actually working okay Uh, yeah was depression napping from home (laughs) yeah it was was a rough it was a rough season yeah um but I think you got a different perspective of what I do yeah. when you had, when not like she's sitting there listening to my e-sessions, but, no, but recognizing kind of a little bit more it's a lot. that this is different than just physical therapy. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot more emotional, I would say. <laughs> well, yep. I think, I think actually with any medical care, it's a lot more emotional than you actually think. Mm. Like, because it's, Connecting to your body is really emotional. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can be emotional for me. Mm-hmm. It's emotional. Everything's emotional for you. Everything's emotional for Katie's me. Katie's a feeler. Yes, Big I am. Big feeler. Um, but I think, you know, you you work a lot on, like, how people retain trauma in their bodies, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that can be really emotional. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that you have a, a lot of, like, 
care for these people. Um, and even if you don't, like, tell us what's going on or anything, you'll be like, hey, this person, if you just want to, like, pray for them or if you just, you know, send good vibes their way, mm-hmm. like, there's this person who's really struggling. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you would ask me, like, how's your day going? I was like, oh, it's been it's been good, but it's been hard. Yeah. And I, and there's a couple there's a couple of your clients that are favorites. <laughs> Jim, if you're listening. <laughs> Jim. Yeah. I love Jim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh and and sometimes I can like <laughs> not always, but I can hear like when you're in a session cuz you'll you'll you hear my Kelly Kelly Dean on. from the Tummy Dean voice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um but I think what's been really um interesting is like I it's hard to describe to people what I really do mm-hmm. you know yes it's core rehab yes the and even what I've really my journey it yes I healed my core but it's so much different than that it's yeah. so much bigger than that and I don't there's no way to really put at adequate words to it mm-hmm. without sign sounding a little over dramatic mm-hmm. but it is really yeah. about people's lives and giving them their lives back yeah for sure I think that's like I mean even with yoga like a lot of people see yoga as like a weird spiritual experience Mm -hmm. and you're like you're just you're like standing on one foot what Mm -hmm. what is this but it's you're you're connecting with your own body Mm -hmm. and that really connects you to a lot of other stuff and Mm -hmm. helps you process things and deal with things right and And people function in disconnect when they're having a hard time yeah because it can be too much stimulation they're overstimulated mm-hmm. by all the wrong stimulus. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that what you do is a lot more um, emotional and therapeutic than I originally thought. Yeah. Which made you have a lot more compassion for me. Yes. I remember. It made me uh, <laughs> clean the house a lot more without asking. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think um, that you could see the depth of the work that I did yeah. um, in a way that... And and also you were older yes. and more mature. And so you and, and definitely emotionally you've always been very emotionally in tune to the people around you. And I think, you know, when when I went to work at the clinic and, you know, we weren't in the same space and I'd come back, mm-hmm. you know, it was kinda like, Oh, when you're home you're just mom and mm-hmm. when you're at the clinic, you're Kelly Dean from the tummy team. Mm-hmm. But when home and the clinic kind of mm-hmm. became one entity you started real, and as you got older, you started realizing that I'm all of these things all of the time, and and um, and trying to balance that to be there and be present with you guys, and also use my strengths and my gifts in the work that I do, and how I've taken my own journey to kind of pull that all together. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't think I could do this work if I didn't actually do this work yeah I've honestly I know you've had like a couple other little work things that you've done yeah but I I can't see you doing anything else like ever I mean I, I could <laughs> see you, I could see you do being a swim coach I could see you working youth ministry I could mm-hmm. see you like helping people yeah but I really think like at your core this is <laughs> this, this is, is what this is you, what I do what you've been doing you yeah know? and it, it's 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 evolved Mm-hmm. As I know more and as I become more confident and as, um, you know, I have more clinical experience than it, it, you know, and I keep delving into deeper layers of what's really going on with people. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Anything, we're going to wrap up. Anything else you want to share? Anything else I want to share? If okay. I have one more question. Okay, go. Okay. One more question. Okay. Um, what... What were the hardest things about uh, being a mom, like when I was young and middle school, and then now that I'm an adult and also probably high school? High school and middle school should probably be a little separated. Yeah, because you think they're the same, but they're not. They're not. Um, what was the What was the good and the bad? Oh gosh, it's a good question. And, yeah. And um, okay. <laughs> to wrap up with, it's a, okay. No, a it's, little it's long. okay. It's okay. So um, when you guys were little. Um, I think the hard was just the physical demandedness yeah. of stuff. Like you needed me to wash your hair and mm-hmm. you needed me to help you get dressed and you needed, um, 
you know, there was like, it's a bit physically exhausting. You couldn't really be left alone Mm -hmm. and you had to kind of be physically and emotionally present, really more physically present. You had to be emotionally present, but you guys were easily distracted, (laughs) you know, like you weren't like go play with rocks outside for like an hour. Yeah. You knew, I, you knew I was there. I needed to be there and um, be intentional with you guys, but it was really my physical presence being with you. The best part about it was, um, you know, knowing, and this might, <laughs> this might be a total okay. no, Enneagram feeling. 2 feeling, uh-huh. um, knowing that you needed me. Yes. Um, we don't talk about the Enneagram that much on this podcast at all, but I'm a 2. I'm a 4. Yes, so a two is a helper, um, loves to be needed. Yeah, I call the four the feeler. (laughs) Um, Big feelings, lots of big feelings. Um, But knowing that you guys like needed me and snuggled with me and like that that part was good. Mm -hmm. I think that um, I think that the 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 school years. started to shift where you didn't need me to be physically present as much, but you needed me to be a little bit more emotionally present. But I always talk about those elementary school years as kind of like the second trimester of pregnancy. It's where you're feeling pretty good and it's not too hard. Mm -hmm. We usually fill that time with a lot of activities. That's when everybody did every activity. So we're running around, you know, but instead of just enjoying it before the next... (laughs) <laughs> and honestly, I feel like I, I'm really, I feel like my strengths as a mother are little ones yeah, and teenagers. Like, yes. Um, even though it's very hard, but the middle years of like learning how to read and tie your shoe, not my strong yeah. point. I also think letting go a little bit at the end when we're adults is a little hard for you. Sometimes. Oh yeah, that sucks. I, yeah. we, I, I, think, I don't want to say think... adult uh, being a parent of adults is my strength. That is absolutely not my yes. strength. I think with Teenagers. dad, his strengths are little kids because he can be goofy and adults yeah. like when they're independent. Yeah. The, the middle stages, not his strong suit, but he tries really hard. <laughs> um, I would say that middle school, um, you have to really be emotionally present. And yes. you have to it, – it's so easy to want to check out because middle schoolers are um, – we're starting to be independent and nonsensical, so nonsensical yeah. and so caught up in things that ugh, it's so easy to say this is never going to matter, but you kind of make a decision. I'm going to be excited about what they're excited about. I'm going to make a conscious decision to be involved in the things that they're involved in. And even if that's just like knowing all your friends' names, knowing mm-hmm. your friends' parents' names, knowing mm-hmm. your teachers' names, knowing like who you're talking about, what you're talking about, you know, and kind of being in it. um, Mm -hmm. So that somebody told me once that like, you need to pay attention to all the stuff you don't care about so that your kids will come to you with the stuff that you will care, that you, that they need, that you need to care about. Yeah. Um, So you kind of have to be in it and all that stuff, mundane stuff. Um, High school, um, I really actually like. Yeah, I know. It's been a crazy high school experience for me. But honestly, like, I think my high school experience is when me and you got the closest from from what I remember. We were close when I was kids, but it was different because I wasn't, like, an independent person Uh at the time. Uh And uh, high school's um, two things that have helped me a little (laughs) bit with you. One is... You had an older sibling that I already figured out some stuff with, even though mm-hmm. you're completely different. At least it's not my first rodeo. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't say much for him in his high school years. I don't know if I did very well because he was the first one and you always make all your mistakes in the first one. Um, but I think also being involved in the youth group has helped me see other kids' stuff. Yeah. Um, and I don't take it personal. And then I go, oh, that's maybe where my kid is what my kid is thinking too and it's not about me when you always feel like it's about you but I can tell you like just to tie it back into like the physical component Mm -hmm. if I'm not doing the self-care that I need to do Mm -hmm. if I'm not stretching at night if I'm not swimming if I'm not um 
working on my posture and my physical groundedness, then I am depleted to give to you guys in the emotional way. Yeah. Like it is incredibly emotionally draining to be, to be prepared for every, and especially with you. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you you know, I, I bring a lot of stuff to the table. Yeah. Katie has a lot of drama. Katie has a lot of emotional highs and lows and, um, and I am not emotional that way, so mm-hmm. I have to be on my in my best place <laughs> to to do that. And sometimes I'm there, and sometimes I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say the young adult um, thing. Again, your poor brother; he's the first one, so I make all my mistakes on him. But mm-hmm. um, definitely, that's been way harder than I thought. And it's because you're actually not a parent anymore. You're still yeah. a mother, but you're not parenting. It's like. Yeah, you're, like, not in the... Um, and I, I think a little bit of your too, like, needing them to need you. Yeah, not feeling bit. like I'm needed anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, keep a foot in the in the door so that when grandbabies come along, they'll realize that I am needed. <laughs> well, <laughs> not and, to rush the grandbaby thing, you but... You know what? You have I'm, Murphy who needs you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got dog. a puppy. I got a puppy to save me. Uh-huh. Um just because he needs me. He's very emotionally <laughs> needy. Um, but yeah, but you know, it's, it's all of that stuff. And I feel like this is, um, this is life, right? Yeah. The relationships, the being available, being intentional, being present, not just checking out. I, I, I know why parents want to check out. Yeah. I totally know why they want to check out. There it would have been be times easier. I've wanted you guys to check out. It but, sucks to not check out. Yes, but there are a lot of times I've been really grateful that you guys didn't check out or haven't checked out. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it's good to hear that. It's good to hear that, Katie some, girl. Some verbal affirmation. Yes, for I'll you. take some affirmation. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. Well, and I, I you know, I, I hopefully, hopefully you guys think that this has been entertaining. You got a little bit of behind the scenes of uh, I've Kelly been Dean. here the whole way. I took videos of her in our old house. Yes. Izzy running around the background. Yes. My kids have been uh, part of the whole filming process in my online program. I remember when you, you made the logo. Do you remember that? Yes. The first one, you, like, looked through logos? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They've been part of this whole process, part of the clinic, part of being home, part of, um, you know, like, she's now shadowing um, one of my assistants to kind of learn more about what we do Mm marketing-wise and and all of that stuff and the social media component and all of that. And so you kind of... um, and my and Jack, um, he edits your videos, edits your podcast episodes. He edits the podcast episodes, and you know, listens. You you guys are kind of forced into the world yeah. of the Tummy Team. Recommends all his friends with all their ailments to you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I I get to talk to a lot of people about a lot of things because, yeah, because of my kiddos. But you know, it's part of who I am and part of um, the gift that you know, this kind of starting out this broken core and learning how to heal it and kind of that gift of getting my life back and not Mm -hmm. taking it for granted and being really intentional about using this connection and this strength, not just to help other people, but also as it, you know, helps me be my best version of myself. And that's what I want people to have like once I you get that how can you not want other people to have that yeah and um and I'm turning 50 I'm when this podcast when this podcast airs it's going to be a couple of days before my 50th birthday yeah and it makes you think very differently about 50 yeah right yeah 50 seems old but then you think oh that's my mom yeah you you look like what I think like 36 looks like 36 nice yeah um I remember when uh Jack's girlfriend met you and she thought she, you were like early 30s and I was like how could I be in my early 30s and have this kid <laughs> unless I was a teenage pregnancy um well I you know some of that I is not because I fixed my core some of that is I just got some good genes of some good skin mm-hmm. um but I do think that you know, how you live your life impacts how you feel about your life. Yeah. And 
and, um, and I, I, I choose like to be younger. I feel like you have so much more life left in the life that you have. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people, once they reach 50, they're already so worn out of everything. But and the life they be. have left, they it's hard to, like, fit everything in. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, being in the moment and... Um, you know, and living each moment to the fullest. And also, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't rest and I yeah. don't relax. It just means that I um, don't want to waste any opportunity that I'm given. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, Katie girl. Yeah. I love you. Love you too. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. And um, if you want to know more about what we do at the Tummy Team, check out thetummyteam.com. And if you are listening to this in real time then you know on my 50th birthday i do a big one day sale and my birthday is on january 22nd um so you definitely want to use that as an opportunity get on board and um, invest in yourself and you know look at how you can be the best version of you and how we can help you do that all right thanks everybody we will see you next time bye bye Thank you so much for joining us today at the Tummy Team Journey podcast. To hear more inspiring stories, subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. And of course, to get more information, check out all that we do at thetummyteam.com. We would love to help you be strong for the life you were meant to live.